Let's go up to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode. And is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. fans and welcome to episode number 29 of our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast glad to be back with you this one last episode before the season finale it is monday may 1st 2017 i am joe Murata. over here is michael quinn how you doing quinn howdy diddy how you doing man it's may wow two more weeks till your birthday the month of my birth you know what's interesting michael what we are going to actually have, you know, obviously next week is our season finale. Right. Episode number 30. Now, on May 15th, our 31st episode will be mm. on your 31st birthday. What do you think of that? That's a little weird. That's a little <laughs> spooky, like is, we planned it or we something. We didn't. I mean, it's real. We, it's really real. So, wow. Yeah, I know. It's a little interesting. We'll have to see how that goes. Maybe some birthday surprises for you. You never know. Maybe we can have, like, a gift opening segment. Yeah, maybe someone will come out of a giant box. Okay. <laughs> maybe we can have some guests, like a birthday party. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, we'll maybe. We'll do a live podcast for yeah. your birthday party. Just a birthday party cast. Uh-huh. It doesn't have to be anybody party wrestling cast. related. No, no. It party just, cast. Yeah, party cast. <laughs> party, <laughs> party cast. <laughs> Folks, thank you for joining the party. We are, of course, our Vantage Point, your retro wrestling podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. And you can also email us at OVPPodcast at gmail.com. That is ovppodcast at gmail.com. When we do get emails. Yeah, we get them on the email. Yeah, the, on the, the email. Old school email. Email. But uh, or we, Gmail. We um we have a website. Yeah, it's uh it's called ovppodcast.com. Dot com and you can find all the linkage. Yeah, all the links and uh you know, even just the podcast themselves. Yeah, they're there. That. Everything's there. Everything's there. RSS feeds, <laughs> you really YouTubes. Are, you're promoting the RSS feed well, lately. Well, it's just, you know, some people, I get questions sometimes. It's like, how can I get the raw that's RSS true. feed to put into my podcatcher that's not an official whatever? That's true. So if you want to get it, it's the little one that looks like a little waves or whatever orange orange wave orange waves <laughs> on the site now quinn there are official podcatchers that we're on and you want to name some of them maybe uh we are on itunes well formally itunes now yeah. they, they want to call themselves apple music pod apple pod apple podcast apple podcast so they have a new badge and everything yeah and i, I had some trouble with that badge but <laughs> we might not be using that whole different story yeah but you can find us over there on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Yeah, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. On Apple Podcasts. Yes. They um, don't want to be called iTunes anymore, but you know what I have to say to that? What? Who cares? Oh, they get the who cares this week. <laughs> You've been waiting for that. Yeah, they deserve it after this this whole thing they put me through. They Yeah. Okay. And there's other ones. There's Google Play Music. Yep. yep. There's Stitcher. <laughs> Blueberry, who doesn't get the who cares this week. Nope. There's um, tune in, tune in. Yeah, we're no, on I was that. thinking MySpace for some reason, but that's are not, we on MySpace? No, yeah, we're not on MySpace. Scott Keith is. Yeah, 
But um, yeah, those are all the places. Yep. And uh, speaking of places, yes. you can find us on placetobenation.com. If you're not listening in there, why don't you go over there, listen to us one more time, right? and then listen to some other podcasts. Uh, Quinn's a very big fan, I know this, of the Place to Be podcast. Yes, I love that little podcast. It's about the uh, goings-on of the house shows of, and Saturday night's main events and WWF in 1985. Yep. And they have a lot of other good ones there, and we happen to be there. Very thankful to and be a part by, of that family. By the way, speaking of... 1980s WWF. Yes. We've started a little video series of our own. That's true. We have a side project. Yeah. That's going on YouTube exclusive because it is video related. You want to explain it, Quinn? So we are reviewing. I don't know if you call it a review as much as us just watching it on tape. It's basically watching TV with Joe and Quinn. <laughs> right. It's watching episodes of Championship Wrestling with the help of Richard Land, I may say. Big shout out to Get, Richard getting Land. Getting us the episodes in hopefully sequential order. Yep. Uh, we'll do our best. There's a lot of lost tapes. But it is us just watching it. And we actually have the video of the show playing alongside with us yep. video of us so you could watch us react and yep. you know if you like the reviews on here it's basically that just visually and it's very uh it's very laid back folks yeah there's it's not very professional well no it's not but you get a look into just us chilling kind of and just watching tv right like we would normally do anyway right <laughs> it's like a live look in of us watching something we've never seen before right championship wrestling from 82 so yes a big thank you to richard bland for that mm-hmm. quinn you get to start. Oh, we're and it's there. what do you think of? We are there, and this is the last. What do you think of of this season besides the finale? Because that's a very special one that we'll both know about. So this is the last surprise, Michael. Okay, make it count. Well, this week I was thinking about there was an episode you had recently said that you had thought a certain cell match was the better of the two Hell in the Cells. Yes, yes, yes. So I wanted to broaden the topic a little bit okay. and say, what do you think of cage matches and cell matches, Hell in the Cell matches? In general? In general. That's a good one, Quinn. Yeah. We've, we've been doing wrestlers for what do you think of yeah. for the last while. That's a good one. Way to change it up. Good, yeah. good job there. You like that? Episode number 29, changing it up. I, um, I like them when they're done for the right reason, I guess is the first way to say it. Mm -hmm. When it's not just like, you know how it is now, and they have like the monthly pay-per-views, and one of them themed, you know, is the Hell in the Cell theme. Sam Punk will defend the WWE Championship inside Hell in the Cell against Ryback. No! Please, no! 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 Money in the cell. No, <laughs> yeah, kidding. money in the in the yeah. TLC cell. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, yeah, when they're done right to settle a feud or maybe to escalate a feud, right? I think they can be a huge attraction. I think if the match itself is good, it could be a very memorable match, like the ones you mentioned. Yeah, I think what's what I like about Hell in the Cell or cage or mm-hmm. anything in some kind of metal object <laughs> not the bamboo one we no, don't have to talk about not that not the punjabi prison yeah but um <laughs> i like the idea that it prevents interference yes. for the mo- or at least it's thought to have prevented interference yeah. before the match starts i think it's a good way to settle a feud that may have had you know maybe some goons interfere a couple times for the heel wrestler or sure something like that um as far as like what would you say are some favorites? Because, I mean, we were talking about, I guess to start, we should start at that cell. cell because we did have a disagreement. Which is fine. I uh, can see your side of it, too. Yeah. I'm hoping you'll at least peek over at my side. Well, I went and actually watched the other one. Sean, let's further get the record straight. That's Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker from Bad Blood, the first Hell right. in the Cell. Yes. 
That's the one that I think is the best. Yes. The uh, hell in the cell, the, the cell itself is being lowered. Here it comes. And I have never seen an apparatus ever quite like this. I like the way they did that because that was like, if you recall, that was a culmination of a few things. Undertaker and Michael started their feud at SummerSlam 97 when Michaels accidentally hit Undertaker with the right, chair. Right, right, And cost him the title to Brett the Hitman. Yep. So Undertaker's like, die, die, die. And then yeah. they had this feud. And they had this lesser memorable match at um whatever. It's Ground Zero is a September One of the In Your Houses yeah, September. prior to this, yeah. And it ended in like a double DQ. And it was like a hot feud. Stuck in a cell with death itself. So to add this cell stipulation, the first time it was ever done, basically, folks, back then, if you're a newer viewer, the Hell in the Cell was smaller back then. Yeah, it wasn't like 80 feet tall and like you would die for real right. if you jumped off of it. It was a lot shorter. There were no like cutouts to climb up or no. anything like that. There are things I like about that match. I didn't want to make anyone think that it's a bad match, oh, first of all. Excellent match. I really, really like it surprisingly i i got took a took away a couple things about it it started to cement the undertaker's brutality yeah um, we had mentioned that when we were talking about him that's around the time he really yeah, became aggressive right very aggressive in the match it actually surprisingly highlights sean's athleticism as well there's a part in that where he just straight up starts climbing the thing there's no holes or anything mm-hmm. and i'm like damn like this guy is he's a true athlete like he just go he goes up like really fast absolutely he just climbs right up there i'll I'll say this quinn you know the undertaker does deserve a lot of credit for the match but that is a great showcase for Shawn michaels and his prime of his first run right and just being in just really good shape and he's the one who actually brings it up there in the you know in kayfabe obviously but in the match yes he does he's the one that brings it up there and it's it is surprising because a lot of people don't really remember the part where sean is going up on the top like because it's not really highlighted anywhere it's not highlighted and obviously he takes a bump that you know was eclipsed by the mcfoley bump but he takes a pretty good bump through a table off the cage trying to get away from the undertaker right he takes a good bump he also takes i believe a back body drop on the cage before the concern of it breaking yes was even a thing you're right excellent match yeah really excellent match and it ends with kane and blah 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 yeah you have the debut yeah. of kane and michaels wins. i think everyone that's what people more know that match for it's people the kane, yeah. the kane debut right excellent match though michaels blades great blade job just and blood I, all over the place i like how it ends where it puts taker over strong because kane costs him the match but sean just kind of get, he gets put on top or he rolls yeah. over or something like unconsciously pins the yeah, undertaker Sh- sean wasn't winning that is yeah. the implication right you know? exactly but However, my case for the other Hell in the Cell match, the Mick Foley versus The Undertaker. King of the Ring 98. I think overall, after watching them back to back, it's a more refined version. It's 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 mm. it's um it's taking out all the best points. It's it's saying it's basically saying, you know what, the brutality of this match really was what made it. And I think that is true when you look back at the Sean and Undertaker match. It's the brutality that's really the the highlight there, not the athleticism as much. You know what, Quinn? An interference or anything like that. That's some good insight. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this, okay? Um, if if you're looking at it from a star rating perspective, which you and I don't normally do. I'm kind of more looking at it from an entertainment Correct. perspective. but That's what they are, yeah. right, pal? Entertainment. Yeah. But I am I, I'm genuinely more entertained by the second one. Okay, and that's a fair point. Now, there's much more spectacle, I'd say, to the second one. Right. 
There is more memorable bumps. I mean, of course, Foley being thrown off the cage in the first couple minutes. Top of all of it, the thumbtacks. Yeah, like there's stuff in there that just starts happening. Like, and it, it, it's not the obvious two bumps. It's like the thumbtacks and just everything. Like fully just just being wrecked. I have seen. Like, yeah, no, you're totally right. Yeah, I have seen that match given you know five stars, and I've seen it given one. That's ridiculous. And to me, one. it's somewhere in between. Yeah, and that's fine. It, I'm not really looking at it from a, I know a you're star not. rating perspective. I know. I'm just looking at it from I I feel I just feel it's a stronger entry and I really think it sets the tone for what Hell in the Cell should be. It's it's the top it's what everyone tries to reach. They're not thinking about the other one. That's a good point. I'll yeah. tell you this. I'll tell you this if it, for comparison. If I have to rewatch one at any given time, I'm going to go with with the King of the Ring one with Mankind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because That's the one I'd rather rewatch because of the ridic- spectacle. Yeah, it's of just it. a spectacle. Yeah. Better wrestling match is Michael's Undertaker, no question. It's a better wrestled match. It's it's a better match overall. Right. And it, I think it's not designed to be like, I don't think the fully one was even the main event. It wasn't. Yeah. Kane um, Austin was. Right, exactly. So this was like a mid card match, but it kind of ends up being the highlight. It was definitely a highlight. It's one of the things that helped cement Mick Foley, and it right. kept The Undertaker juicing, you know, yep. kept him going. Quinn, I wanted to ask you while we're on the topic here and we have some time, mm-hmm. what did, what's your favorite, if you have one, WWF or NWA, whatever, cage match, non-Hell in the Cell? Do you mm-hmm. have one? With cage matches, um, it's difficult, right? Yeah, because there's not that many good ones. <laughs> there's not that many good ones. I will say, I was, I had recently remarked, and I do really like this match. I think that Rick Rude Ultimate Warrior one's actually fairly good. I also like okay. Brett Owen Hart. Brett Owen might be the gold standard for yeah. WWF non-blood cage matches, you right? Know? Just like a standard cage match. Now it does have the the blue bar square yeah. cage there, which a lot of people don't like. I happen to like it probably because it's the first one I ever saw. What do you think about that? cage i'm okay with it i mean like i get where they're going with it yeah it's to make it easier to climb is what i've always taken away from it what they what they it's emphasizing climbing yes exactly and what i have always heard is that they brought it in for hogan because mm-hmm. hogan fought bundy and i think that was the first time it was ever used well if i recall they also mentioned that the the blue with the bigger things there yeah. was some kind of signifying that it was steel reinforced for like heavyweights or something they mentioned that yeah exactly like it's like it's it's a it's a heavyweight cage match you know like it's a real big cage sure. now i know there's great nwa cage matches the chain link just yeah. chicken wire version you know and yeah. just grating people's faces on there's it. something to be said about the the other cage the cell style cage the chain link the chain link yeah that it seems more threatening to me ominous right yeah it's more like no no you're not really you're not making it out of here like you <laughs> exactly. know what i mean like whereas with the blue one it's like here's this nice little door we've constructed yeah. for you what do you think of the escape rules through the door i've always liked the escape rules because yeah you know what not to go not to retread too much but rick rude <laughs> really made that work mm-hmm. in that the reason why i like that cage match so much with the ultimate warrior was it was more about rude uh, trying to escape was actually like compelling like because he was smaller and he could kind of he could kind of loose his way out of there and bobby's trying to pull him out true yeah works good for a heel yeah it's a great little rule like i like it you know what that i'm i'm very glad you said that yeah because i've heard a lot of people say and i'm not saying they're right or wrong i've just heard it 
that it's very counterintuitive to win a wrestling match, you run away. But you know what? The way you just put it, yeah. it makes sense for the heel side of He's things. a coward. So to, this is in his advantage right. to and run away, which is what he's the best at. Right. And if you think about it from a face point of view, it's like you want the face to beat the shit out of the and heel that's usually so the, badly. Yeah, and that's usually why the face does beat the shit out of the heel in okay, that kind you know of match. What? That's a good point. Now, also, as far as escape goes. Yeah. I think another one of the best of that mm-hmm. is uh, the Orndorff versus Hogan one. Where, oh, like, yeah, they, Saturday Night's they, Main Event. Yeah, and they have to, like, restart it. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, Mr. Wonderful. I like that idea, man. The supreme court of professional wrestling. The cage, man. Let it be the judge. The double finish? Yeah. That was great. That's a good Hogan cage. You know what? Hogan, Hogan had a couple of pretty good cage matches. That one and the boss man one is pretty good. Yeah, that's a good one. It's really not that yeah. bad. Yeah, it is. It's surprisingly good for Um, the blue bar era. You know what I'm also... I think about with these cage matches. Um, sometimes they're good for like settling, like how you said settling feuds and stuff. Yeah. And one I I actually just thought of just now mm-hmm. was that you remember when Daniel Bryan with the with the Bray Wyatt thing? Yes, I do. And Raw. Yeah. December of thirteen or something like that. Yeah. Right before the Rumble. I, I remember that was probably a great example of using the cage in recent times, where like because Daniel Bryan like. You know, he was in there, and I don't know, yeah, there was, was just, like, there was a feel, that it was weird because they used the cage more for, like... For the ambiance. Yeah, the environment, yeah. and and now that he was turning on him, he had Bray right, right where he wanted him. Yep. You know, that's interesting you bring that up, Quinn, because as we all know, the cage match and the hell and the cell matches mm-hmm. have been overdone to death in the last, oh, 15 years, you know? I would say the hell in the cell. I feel Especially. like the cage is more special. The, okay. No top on it. That's fine. Thing. That's fair. I feel like that might be a genie that'll never get put back in the bottle, but I feel like it can. They just don't want to. They need to act more like jumping off the cages like death. Mm. Like, for example, and that brings me around to another cage match. Snooka versus, <laughs> I think Backlund was one of them. And then Morocco and then was Morocco, the yeah. one. Yep. Yeah. Superfly perch! Just that superfly splash off the top was like this deadly thing. Like I, yeah. I, I just I want the cage to be treated more like using it as a weapon and like mm. jumping off of it sure. is like it's the worst thing that can happen. To <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it's death. Basically. Yeah, it's just like and it, and it exemplifies why they say always the cage match is the most dangerous match. Right? Fair. Like, yeah. Like that's what it should be. Overall, I like steel cage matches. Uh, I think. You know, growing up into wrestling, they always had an air of danger, you know, something special. The Hell in a Cell was newer, you know, so to see the first one, the second one, all the rest after that, I could take or leave. Do you (laughs) honestly think I think a good question to close would be, do you think the Hell in the Cell negates the original cage or is there even a reason for both of them to exist? Yes, I think it does. I think it has for a long time. So the Hell in the Cell just makes the cage kind of useless. I think so. Yeah. And I think the the unfortunate thing is is it's no longer really, there's no hell anymore in the cell. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's so it's so protected and like like, and there's holes so they can climb. Like, really, there just feels like no element of danger. There really isn't. It's just a match that they throw onto a month, uh, you know, a yearly pay-per-view. And it's very heavily planned. Like, every spot and there's yeah. like collapsing parts of the cage. I think there's yeah, there's the other there's thing. one like after the Foley one where there's like a a broken like top part, yes. but it's like set up. They did it on purpose. Is yeah. it like Triple H involved in that or something? I think that's exactly right. Yeah. By the way, that was a good 
That might be the last really good one I can remember. And folks, if I'm wrong, feel free to it's tell me. It's Triple H and Foley, Foley, right? No Way Out 2000, the retirement match. Yeah. That one's really good, too. Not as good as the street fight from the Rumble. Yeah, but if I recall, there, there's like gimmicks with the cell. Like there's the gimmicks. cell is gimmicked up for the first time. You're absolutely right. Yeah. There are gimmicks. Overall, though, I think, uh, you know, speaking of gimmicks, it's a great gimmick. The cage and the cell mm-hmm. when it's done right, when right. it's used in the right way and when the match is good. Yeah. Is that what you think? I agree. All right. Well, we'll have some more agreeing and disagreeing right after this. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Watch the Iron Sheik can do that. Clothesline. Hulk Hogan can do that. And now for the main event, a steel cage fan. Flips. Twists. Slams. He's out of the cage. He can't do that. Can he do that? Steel cage match set comes with two wrestlers, other bendies sold separately. From LJN. You're listening to Our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast. The fastest growing weekly episodic retro wrestling audio podcast in the world. And welcome back to Our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast. Episode number 29, Michael. Yes. We are here. We are. <laughs> we are here, and fan demand yeah. is high for this one. Yes. They love this segment, and we love to hear from you. So you're going to hear us talk about the four best and the four worst of something, and we want to always remind you, let us know yours. You can do that on the Twitter. You can do that through email. On our website, we get that, yeah. too. Everywhere Ma- in Max the comments. Max Devonshire. Yeah, Max Devonshire, the Big king fan. of the comments. The king of the comments. So, Quinn, I have the pick this week. Yes. And... This is actually a fan request mm-hmm. that I don't know if you saw. We were tweeted that. He sent us a bunch of them. It was Dave is his name. The yeah. Real Parky. At The Real Parky. Oh, that's On his Twitter. Name. Yes. That's his handle? That's his handle. And okay. here's one that we're going to handle. Finishers. Mm. Finish him. To me, a good finisher is something where, I mean, it's hard nowadays because everyone kicks out. But back in my day. Yeah. <laughs> In your day, when a finisher hit, that was it. Yeah, it's that's just, what the crowd was waiting for. To me, for. that's what a finisher is. Right? It's, it's that's a supposed fi- to be. You it. know what a finisher is? Yeah. It's a finisher. It's a finisher. <laughs> yeah, it's the end of the match. It's what the crowd's waiting for. Right? right it's, it's like the when big you, move. You yeah, the big move. You know when this guy hits it, done. Yep. You're dead. You're dead. That's it. Even if it's like you're doing it against a real superstar. Yeah. Like, it's like no. at WrestleMania. Yeah. It's just that's it. That's it. You're done. Yeah. So Quinn, I had the pick. You get the stick. What do you got? I think the most obvious one to me is the DDT. Worry about the DDT. 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 Really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't think you were going to open with that, but that's a great one. I mean, come on. Like, I know, no, no, I know. I if know. applied by Jake the Snake Roberts, Dead. nobody ever gets up about, from it. I mean, it's like you were saying in that Million Dollar Man match that it's like it's built around the DDT. It's, yeah. I don't know. It's just such a strong finisher. It looks like it hurts. That's another thing. It's like, it has to look like it actually can, like, hurt you. I agree with you. Yeah. It has to look like, all right, that guy's not getting up. Yeah. The DDT most definitely deserves to be on Mount Rushmore, in my opinion. But You know what was good about it, too? As are a bunch of good finishers, is that it's a quick, sudden impact move. Well, also what's good about it, not only the quick part, Mm-hmm. But the fact that it has a very distinctive setup to the point where if he puts you in it, the crowd like gets excited before he's doing it. 
like you ever notice he like point. he puts them in it and sometimes they they escape yes great point it's also one of the few if only finishers i can think of that the crowd chanted for yeah during the match right they're ready for the as soon as they see him do the thing with his hand ddt yeah ddt D- they, wow they just want to see the see the ddt you know what I mean, it's just so, like, iconic, and, like, to me, it's the definition of a finisher. It might not have taken long to get there, but I think you might be right, Quinn. I think that is, like, the prototypical, to steal a word from you, finisher. And in early, a little ahead of its time to have a finisher that devastating, if you think about it. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, actually. It's, like, it's really just, it is kind of early. But I mean, it is. I wouldn't say it's super early. No, but I mean, mid '80s to have a finisher that was that over. It's funny. We were trying to think of what the hell Bruno San Martino's finisher is. I don't. Or Backlund, how, what was Backlund's? Yeah, I don't even know. Running atomic drop. I think. And these guys were the champions, <laughs> right? Like, it's like, and they don't even have like distinctive finishers. No. I think Jake is really like the defining, like distinctive finisher. You know, Quinn. I would say when you can get a crowd chanting for your freaking finisher, that has to go on Mount Rushmore. Are you with me? I'm with you. <laughs> All right, number one, Jake Roberts, DDT. Mm -hmm. I've got one for you, Michael. Sure. The Stone Cold Stunner. Stone Cold Stunner. Thoughts. Um, Thoughts. Um, I love it. I do think it's a great finisher. Mm -hmm. Here's my problem with it. Oh, problem. One problem with it. Okay. And it's not... I don't know if it's Stone Cold's fault as much as the booking, mm-hmm. but it's like he just kept doing it like all the time to the point where I felt like it wasn't as devastating as I would like it to be. Do you mean doing it in wrestling matches or just it's doing everyone? It? Like it was just like <laughs> yeah, it was but- just like so casual. Like it was, it's just like you know what, stunner, stunner. It was almost like stunner. a handshake. Yeah, it was just like it wasn't like special anymore. I love it, but it's it's iconic and it's great. But is it like this devastating thing anymore? It's like. Honestly. Well, I mean, it's another one of those moves that the crowd was always waiting for in a match or not. Right. And it was another one of those moves that was sudden, quick impact, and it looked like it could hurt. Yeah. And it could be sold in a variety of ways to a variety of uh, degrees. You know, you have the McMahon, uh, you know, Yeah, yeah, the shake. The rock backflip. The the rock backflip. I was just thinking of the rock backflip. The Scott Hall, like, jump way high in the air and fall like an idiot. It could be sold in different ways. Yeah, you You could be Donald Trump and fall forward. But you know what? Remember when he stunned Donald Trump? Yes. Hey! Austin! Austin stunned the Donald! What? Stone Cold just stunned the God Almighty! (laughs) That was horrible. Linda? Yeah. Santa Claus? (laughs) I got a little Christmas present for you myself. Baby Santa New Year Cl- Goldust. I know. Everyone's been stunned. <laughs> but if you're thinking of a sun impact one. Okay, go ahead. There's kind of two and they're almost the same thing. Okay. The diamond cutter. Great finisher. And I'm assuming the RKO. The RKO from out of nowhere. Now Literally, we- that's the practically the name of it at this point. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Now, I'm not um, Gordon Soley here. Yeah. Are that is that the same move? I think they're both... It really pretty okay, much so is, right? The diamond cutter is like, he kind of takes two steps forward into it. But the RKO, he just kind of jumps. And I said, you know, I'd really uh, love you to use the cutter. What? He goes, man, that's yours, man. I go, yeah, but I'm done. I said, somebody's going to pick it up. I'd love it to be you. Yeah, it's the same basic move, though, right? It's the same ba- It's a cutter just 
a slight variation. Like DDPs okay. is like he kind of sets you up for it and then one, two step drop. Right. And that's a good point. When before there was the RKO, before there was the stunner, there was the diamond cutter. Yeah. That was over huge in yes. WCW in mid nineties, late nineties. Again, it's, it's like a DDT. St- and I think even Jake had said to DDP once, it's like, you've, you've reinvented the, you DDT. found the new DDT. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good one. That's actually a tough one to yeah. to argue against. The the diamond cut. I mean, the RKO too. Yeah. But I think we'd have to just like give respect to the original version of it. Yeah. The diamond cutter is is something, and he got that over himself because yep. he's not like the first person to do no. a cutter. But wasn't it John? Wasn't that the Ace Crusher? Johnny Ace. Yeah, that Johnny, bunch of people did <laughs> it. Yeah. Ace. I don't even think it was a finisher before, but he turned it into this thing that was like a phenomenon. Like and again, quick impact. Quick impact. Looks like it hurts, and it's. Like, the match is over. Diamond Cutter, you're out. Crowd's waiting for it? Right. Crowd is waiting for it. You know what? I mean... I think it's... And the stunner is even, oddly enough, probably somewhat of a variation. I almost... Even... And I mean this. When I was watching at the time... Yeah, and Austin started using the stunner... I thought it was a Diamond Cutter ripoff. I thought it was a Diamond Cutter ripoff, too. Yeah. Because the Diamond Cutter was the hottest thing. I I feel like we'd be hard pressed to find three more moves that would top the diamond cutter. So I think we're safe to put it on as number two. What do you think? I mean, I I, I think it definitely deserves to be there. All right, I'm with you. Then let's put it on. Yep. So we've got the DDT and we've got the diamond cutter. Yes. I'm gonna throw one at you just to feel it out. A little feel okay. out move. I'm gonna go submission style now. Okay. The sharpshooter. The sharpshooter. Bret Hart now going for the sharpshooter. He got him. Bret Hart has the sharpshooter. Yeah, with submission moves, it's hard. Different I, psychology. There's to them. different psychology. It's a holdout kind of deal. Like you yeah. have to wait for him. There's a lot of good submission moves too. Like if you just think of the sharpshooter, then you start comparing to other things. Give me one, like the lion tamer, the original lion tamer with the with the knee in the back thing. That was a devastating move. Yeah. that's ninety eight Jericho's finisher. Ninety seven, yeah. ninety eight. I mean, that was always a tap out. I mean, nobody got up from the the lion tamer, and it looked awesome. Yeah, it looked good. It looked brutal. Like it looked like here's. The Boston Crab, but just a lot worse. Like, You're right. And you know what, Quinn? Have you ever been put in, like, a Boston Crab? Yeah, freaking hurts. If it's put on, like, legit, that shit hurts. Yeah, but now imagine you're yeah. being elevated and the back of your neck is kind of bending. But not only that, he's bowing his knee into your back. Ugh. Like, it, it just looks terrible. Um, the other one I think of with that, though, also, like, if we were going to compare submi- submission stuff to yeah. the sharpshooter and the... The lion tamer. Yep. Um, the ankle lock. Oh, well, shamrocks or angles? It could be either. Because they both got it over. I mean, we don't have to necessarily say no. it's a wrestler. No, we don't. It could, but the ankle lock, like that, just there's no way around it. He's literally turning your ankle on its side. Yeah. Like it, it there's, it's just, it's, you know, it hurts. Like that's a great submission finisher. Yeah, and you can sit on it too you for more added on it. emphasis. You can like, hook the leg and just they can't get out. Yeah, like that was the thing I always liked about it is that there's the like standing one right, and that's kind of the beat jobbers with. Yeah. But when it's like <laughs> WrestleMania, right, and it's like the end of the match, yes, like Angle especially started doing like the the the, the heel the, hook, the heel hook, like sit back on yep. the ankle lock. He did that to Michaels actually. Yeah. Is one of the people he beat and it's with like it. no, there's no getting around this. My full body body weight is like keeping you from like even moving well you know what 
I like both of those, the Lion Tamer. I like the Ankle. I like I, the Sharpshooter, I too. I really yeah. like the Sharpshooter. I mean... That's not to diminish the yeah. Sharpshooter. It's just to say it's like there's a lot of good submission ones. You know what? One of the most exciting things for me when Brett you know, used to do the Sharpshooter is just him getting ready to put it on was right. like exciting. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's got that a, a distinctive setup. Yep. Whereas the, the Lion Tamer or the Ankle Lock... The, they're a little bit more surprising. Like yes. Jericho can just decide he's going to do that now. And the ankle on lock their, on their stomach or something. Yeah. And the ankle lock could be out of nowhere. Yeah. Just exactly. Like, oh, I'm on the ground near you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, what about if we're going to talk about submission finishers? What about the figure four? Yes or no on that? The problem with the figure four, I always thought, was it takes too long to get the effect. Like, a lot of times guys are in the figure four for, like, ever, and then there's yeah. that whole reversal situation with it. That's it, true. It like, kind of ceased being a finisher outside of Ric Flair. Right. Only Ric Flair really had it cemented okay. as, no, you're going down to the figure four. And it never looked like it's a cool-looking move. You ever been in that? That hurts, yeah, too. Yeah, I think it's a cool-looking move as well. Not devastating-looking, though. Yeah, not devastating <laughs> But looking. the sharpshooter looks like it freaking hurts, because it's basically a Boston yeah. Crab, but your legs are twisted, well, so... I'll tell you what. Let's yeah. table some submission moves. Yeah. I just, like, high impact. Okay, go ahead. There's a couple that come to mind. Yep. The Styles Clash. And he's setting them up for the Styles Clash! Ooh, that's I mean, a good that one. just looks like, no, like, you're just, that, that <laughs> like, if, if you do that the wrong way, you'll break your neck, and on top of that, like, even if you do it the right way, you're done. Yeah, the like, Styles Clash is a good move. Yeah, it, it's probably one of the best finishers in years. Like it, it's, Oof. and it's a it's a new age thing. It's like it really wasn't a thing until him. It really wasn't, was it? Yeah, what until it, until he brought it in in like the early two thousands. Yeah, no one did the Styles Clash. That's a cool move. Yeah, cool name too. I mean, hey, when we were first watching him in WWE, yeah, what were we waiting for him to do? Right, and he didn't even do it at first. That was the crazy part. I didn't like, think they were going to let him. Yeah, it, it, and that's the mark of a good move, is when you, it seems like it's legitimately dangerous. Mm -hmm. Like, in that, like, you know, like, nobody's getting up from that. You know what? That's good. I want to keep throwing a few more before we start to I agree. Down. Yeah, I also have another one, too, but if you want to go. I'll just give you one. What? what do you think of the super kick, a.k.a. sweet chin music? What do you think of that? Um, I like the out of nowhere nature of it but i feel like it even though sean was known to get people with it i feel like it's not as devastating as it should be okay fair and also enough. it's been ruined by like stupid the young bucks young and all bucks that and all that crap okay fair enough and dolph ziggler does a really yeah, crappy one a too. really crappy one yeah okay so one thing i think of with a move again high impact mm -hmm, sure. right? high like mm -hmm. like right the power bomb, the is overall power bomb, ridiculous. Like I love that the power should bomb. like kill someone in real life. Like, if we did that like a concrete to somebody, <laughs> like they're not gonna be alive. The power bomb's a great move. I loved the jackknife. Believe it or not, the jackknife. Yeah, the jackknife power bomb. I like the variation of it. Uh, the that, taker one too. The yeah, uh, the, last exactly ride. Right, the last ride. I really liked. I also liked. It's technically a power bomb variation. The razor's edge. Yeah, I was gonna say the crucifix power. So bomb. that's another cool thing about the power bomb is it can be like changed into different things 
And another thing I like the pow- about the power bomb too is not only is there the big man version, yep. but there's that cruiserweight version, like really fast one. Yeah, the sit out too, where you yeah. pin them, or the sit out version. Yep. Yeah, it's got a lot of variations, and it's devastating in like almost all of them. Yeah, like you could drop them. Yep. you could use your own strength and impact them down. Mm-hmm. Like, and also like another thing I love again with cruiserweights with that lightweight style. Yep, it's got a very impressive looking reversal. To reverse the power bomb, yeah. yeah. Well, you can do a lot of things to reverse it. You can hurt Karana out of it. Yeah, exactly. You can hurt Karana. You can do a sunset flip Mm -hmm. over him. Yep. It's a very flexible move. Let's put it that way. It is. What do you think of this one? The go to sleep. Ooh, the the GTS. Yep. Or the the Kenta one was the original. Yep, yep, I know. He did. It was called go to sleep. Yes, it was. Yeah. CM Um, Punk popularized it in North America. That's a fantastic one. Moves on the chin. I think they're very akin to the super kick. But okay. um, this uh, looked devastating. The GTS though. looked pretty bad. Um, another one I think of though the curb stomp. Yeah, you know what's funny about the curb stomp? Yeah, Do you remember Paul Burchill used it for a while. Yes, but yeah. no one cared. No one cared. But the Seth Rollins one became like a thing. Now, here's my favorite thing with the curb stomp. Yeah. Is there's really only one way to reverse it, and it was the coolest thing I've <sighs> ever seen in my life. Was when when Randy or- he gave it to Orton, and then Orton flipped up, instead, yeah. lifted his head the reverse direction up, launched him into the air, mm-hmm. and then he somehow did like a flip and landed into an RKO. Yeah. Like I was like, what? <laughs> Rollins may have run, but Randy up position for another curb stop. Oh, That was a great moment. I remember that WrestleMania 31, I think, right? It was yeah, awesome. I think that 30, was fun. That was a great ending. Yes, and we and, were very happy with that ending. And it showed me kind of like, man, if they they kept doing the curve stomp, imagine all the <laughs> stupid crap thought of to reverse that would be. Yeah, imagine like, Cena like, yeah. turning that into an attitude adjustment or whatever. Yeah, it, it's a cool move, too, and it looks like it hurts. It does look like it hurts. I don't know that it's ever been used enough and won enough matches, because I'm thinking of one now as we're talking that's like an iconic finisher. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, it's it's high impact technically, but I just love it. And that would be the Macho Man Flying Elbow. Yes, it is a really good one. Again, I don't think it's enough impact. And I think only the Macho Man can make it work. I think if you anybody else does it, it's not really a finisher. You mean like uh, CM Punk, Jerry Sags? Yeah. It, the <laughs> fact that it's like a sub move now is like, <sighs> yeah, okay. It kind of tears into it. But the Superfly Splash, if you're talking top rope stuff. There you go. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that is just... That's one of the most iconic finishers of all time. I mean, yeah, and you could do it off a cage. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, technically, there's variations of it that have been finishers. The frog splash, it's still the same damn thing. Yes, but... It's a splash. You can take... You can still take that one step further. What? The moonsault. Or the um, or the, a four fifty. What's or the what's the standing forward one? Is that the the one that Mark Marrow did? The wild thing. Well, I mean, like the, yeah. that has a name. The right? shooting star press. Shooting star press. Yes. yes. <sighs> yeah. It, there's it's getting a little dicey around here now. See, here we go. Okay, I think we got some classifications. Right, we got off the top rope. Yep. We got like a high impact on the chin kind of thing, yep. like we, with the curb stomp and the super kick, we, and then you got the power bomb just impressive and then you, you got know. the submission and then ones. you got submission ones yeah. and we got to narrow it down we got two more right i really like the sharpshooter yeah i don't know if you want to 
explore like that versus you know the ankle lock or the lion tamer the, the only problem i have with the lion tamer is he didn't do it a lot like yeah. long enough where he's still i've seen him whip it out like rarely now. very rarely it's turned into like how the million dollar dream was with with steve austin like yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically turned into that at it's this there point. It's, but it, it's a last resort yeah it's not it's not a permanent finisher but when you think of the sharpshooter i mean i know brett didn't invent it and sting was actually doing it before Scorpion him death and Lock, yeah yeah, and it was really invented by, I don't know, Ricky Choshu or some shit, but the Scorpion Hold. But, you know, Brett won his first world title with it. It was identified with Bret Hart mm-hmm. as you take a sip of your Pepsi there. <laughs> Pepsi, folks. Quinn is drinking Pepsi. Pepsi Plunge, the uh, elbow drop off the top rope. <laughs> Justin Hand, take note of that because yeah. I know you notice Quinn drinks Coke. He's <laughs> drinking Pepsi. Well, that's because I was at KFC. Yeah, so. exactly. So Brett, Brett won his first title with the sharpshooter. It's yeah. identified with him. For my money, it's my favorite submission finisher. I know I'm being a little biased, so I'm going <laughs> to defer to you. What do you think? If we have to pick between a submission finisher, I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, believe me, I know that the ankle lock is good. Well, I'm just trying to think of any other variations we haven't thought of. Crossface. Uh, well, the, the crossface. You know, the STFU, whatever you want to call also it. Also, the, uh, the Texas Cloverleaf. Kind, it's kind of like Well, Boston I just like Crab. that it wraps you up more sharpshootery. Like it's like it's like there's no way to get out of that. Like it's a Boston crab, but without the leg through the well, guy's so legs. So is a so is a sharpshooter. Right. It's just a slightly. It's different. A diff- thing. It's just a different way of locking the legs. But, it is. It's yeah. exactly what it is. Ah. <sighs> I love the sharpshooter. That's my favorite. Fine. I'll go with the sharpshooter. You're okay that's with fu- it? That's fine. As far as if you were thinking like the top submission one, yeah. I mean, it's probably like the one people think of. It, it, it's one of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's worthy of the Rushmore, so you're okay? Yeah, it's fine. Let's do it. All right, Michael. So we've got the DDT. We've got the diamond cutter. We've got mm-hmm. the sharpshooter. We got one more to fill here. We've been talking about power bomb. <laughs> yeah, I'm also I, there. There is something to be said about top rope finishers a lot. I mean, yeah, there are. I mean, I really like the shooting star press in general. Do you? Yeah, I I think that looks like you shouldn't. <laughs> like, I mean, this guy's like <laughs> the the amount of speed you're getting, like when you're yeah. up there. It's like, why the hell would someone get up from that? So like, you think that's the the psychology behind it? Yeah. Is that the the speed and velocity generated from the flips? Yeah, is what it makes really it? looks like it's like <laughs> this sucks getting hit by this thing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know that who used it as a finisher. Besides Billy Kidman, Mark Mara, oh, Billy yeah, Kidman. Kidman had a really good one. Seven year itch. Yeah. Oh my god. I, it's just ridiculous move. Like I don't know. Like, I don't know, Quinn. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't I, think I that's think, in the pantheon, as you would say. If of I was to finishers. really think, it's the, the superfly splash for a top rope. I mean, the way he landed that was like. This is just all the weight of your freaking body coming from the top rope. Like, that weird, like, bounce-up thing he would kind of, like, slight, like... Yeah. Like, I I can't even describe it. What do you think of the pedigree? It is pretty, like... I hate hate to admit it. It's freaking ridiculous. Like, you're It's a double underhook DDT. Double underhook the person. Yeah. It doesn't... It seems like they can't protect themselves. Exactly. That's why it seems so. There's no arms available to to break the fall. Yeah, it's just like no, your your face is going into the mat. I'll tell you what, that's a pretty damn good finisher. In all seriousness, you know what though? Just to, and yep. I'm not talking about the Undertaker one, uh-huh. but the pile driver in general. Yeah, like, like the kind that King would do, where he would like the regular pile driver. That like okay, we were watching that thing with um, what's his head did um. 
Oh, what is that stupid guy you don't like? McGee? What? Rick McGraw. M- McGraw, yeah. Sucks. Anyway, but remember when Rick McGraw did that? Yeah. And it's like, no. Like, it's just like, even though it's, it doesn't matter who it is, this will kill someone. You know what? Like, I love the pile driver as a finisher. Yeah. It was always, you and know. And not that falling back. I'm talking about the one where you hold him up, yeah. like, full strength and just sit. Like, but I think it's fair to include the tombstone on that. It's yeah, a pile but the tombstone—he's falling on his knees. It's so protected and like not. So the we're same. not going by kayfabe here. Yeah, it it, it looks like crap. Like <laughs> it does sometimes. Yeah. you're right. You it just are looks right. like they're not even hitting anything. <laughs> like it's like Undertaker's <laughs> knees should be out more than like, the guy getting hit. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I'm talking about the 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 hold him up and f- like jump like fall back thing. Like I get it. I, I do, I, I get what you're saying there. That is a good finisher. You know what I always liked? This is kind of corny, but I always liked the boss man slam. Yeah, it's good. I mean, in that case, it's the not, rock bottom. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, the, the rock bottom's thing. okay. It's similar. I, I like the boss man slam better. I think it's because boss man was fat and had the what, cop uniform. What do we now have for our three? That's what I want. We have the DDT, we yeah. have the diamond cutter, and we have the sharpshooter. We have some pretty yeah. damn and good we don't ones. have the styles clash on there, huh? You I know mean, what? I mean, that is good. Yeah. <laughs> what about the Canadian Destroyer? Ooh, that is a great... The old P.D. Williams can, I special. I feel like that combines, like, the Styles Clash into a pile driver, right? sort of, like, into, yeah. like, a sunset flip. Like, it's, it like, the weirdest cool. crap ever. Like... It looks cool. Yeah, it, it does look cool. It might not be for the wrestling purists out there, you know, but I, it's a cool looking move. Yeah, here's another variation on the super kick. What do you think of the Kinshasa by, um... Nakamura. Nakamura, yeah, that that like that that swinging roundhouse kick. I like mo- that movement. Like, I like high impact moves like, like that. You know, it's just and like what I like about it is the leg doesn't stop moving. The guy's whole body falls and the leg yeah. continues. It's it's like it's like it's like getting hit by a hammer. Basically, it's just like, like I like it. Yeah, I do like it. I don't know if it's been proven enough in north american professional wrestling right maybe least. it needs more time but <laughs> yeah yeah but I've, I've seen certain it depends on the guy selling it too it's i've seen true. certain guys like really take that like right on the chin like just no yeah you're just not getting up from that oh the perfect plex perfect plex too what do you think about that no no i think we. No. i feel like we've named stuff better already i'm veering towards like the power bomb or something like that the power bomb or the superfly splash that's like kind of what i'm thinking if you see the only problem i have with the superfly splash is if you want to to candidate that so to speak the savage flying elbow man i mean i agree because you're giving the splash to jimmy snooka so i'm going to give the elbow to randy savage here's the thing is i think if i'm thinking of both of them i think the splash has a hundred percent more impact <laughs> savage won the world title with the elbow it doesn't matter i'm not talking about that i thought you we were doing kayfabe yeah we are doing kayfabe ricky steam or Rick, keep calling him ricky steamboat. Rick steamboat yeah not ricky steamboat uh snooka he <laughs> i mean like they would like get flattened like a pancake and nobody ever got up from that damn thing like uh, the warrior got up from five elbows fine yeah, <sighs> yeah. But, uh, yeah then neither of them can we yeah. cancel them out is it better than the styles clash I mean, no. All right, so it's canceled out, all right? Yeah. I'll shut up about Savage when we take Steam. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you got me doing it. Yeah. I'll take Snooka off of there. 
Styles Clash is really up there. Yeah, huh? Styles Clash is looking really attractive I right now. I don't have a problem with that. It's a good move. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, just come on for the sake it's, of the future of finishing moves. And it's like, unique. Yeah, it's unique and different, and it's impactful, and it's end of story. And the crowd knows it. And you can roll it into a pin after yeah. you do it with your legs. Like Styles Clash it is. I'm yeah. with you, Quinn. Let's put it on. Yep. Well, there you have it, folks. That is our Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling finishing moves. We've got the DDT, the Diamond Cutter, the Sharpshooter, and the Styles Clash. And I am sure some of you will agree with some of these and disagree with the others. And I'm going to say also that we could have added a lot more on there. There was a lot. There's great finishers out there. And, folks, we want to hear yours, so be sure to tweet at us at OVP Podcast. You can go to our website, OVPPodcast.com, leave some comments, email us, whatever you want to do. We want to hear from you. And now, Quinn, I get to pick the first candidate for the worst. And I'm going to go with one that was actually a very notable finisher, believe it or not. Okay. Won world titles, closed out main events of WrestleMania. Yep. The leg drop by Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I I think the leg drop could have been used <laughs> properly. It's just Hogan it's would a just... a leg drop! <laughs> I always noted that, I, I forget what it was, maybe one some A&E thing or whatever. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, biography, but <laughs> somebody had once said that it looked like it'd be done by somebody's grandma. I remember the last time I worked with a wrestler was with Hulk Hogan, and I remember laying there and seeing his shin bone coming down on me. And it was like a building landing right on top of me. I never felt anything like that again. <laughs> I think that's a good qualifier for horrible finisher. Yeah, it was a really bad finisher. Yeah. It's, all in all. Yeah, it's pretty awful. It's a fucking leg drop. Yeah. Let, let's be honest here. It's like I a move that any jobber can do. Just for the sake of the fact that it was Hulk Hogan's finisher, yep. I think we should just table it for one I, second I in case we find something worse. Go ahead. This guy had two finishers that sucked. <laughs> they oh, were, no. That I hate. Okay. Crush. <laughs> okay, so first of all, that crushing the head thing. Cranium crunch. Yeah, that is horrible. stupid. Horrible. I agree. Why would that? It's the same thing with, like, Kerry Von Eric and the clawing your and then a tornado punch like Ugh. no but like the the, the crush, claw hold claw, the crush your head thing is stupid awful like there's no way a human could like inflict that much damage he on had someone. really strong hands quinn but he might have topped it in shittiness <laughs> in 96 with the heart punch <laughs> the heart punch is bullshit like that is the biggest crap i've ever seen f that finisher but you know that you know who used that first was stan stasiak who cares that's exactly stan stasiak is the most like unnotable wwf champion ever like nobody even ever remembers he's on the history like remember didn't he beat bruno or something pedro pedro i don't know exactly <laughs> The heart punch is poop. Get that out of here. <laughs> I can't. I'm, you yep. can't even. It's I'm not, junk. I'm not even. Like, I'm not even going to argue with you. It's on there. It's in the desert of Death Valley. <laughs> die, die, die. Yeah. What am I going to say against yeah, that? It's you're stinks, right. The like, heart punch is horrible. Yeah, it's just a really dumb finisher. Like, why would that beat anybody? There's punching all the time in wrestling. What? Because he like held your arm above your head. What does that make it worse? Like. <laughs> Stupid. Okay, you win. You, yeah. you I'm not. It's on. It's yeah. it. It's, now the cranium crunch isn't much better. Yeah. but we'll, what, we'll table that. What about that. the claw? 
They carry well. Fritz did that. Yeah, but I mean, still, it still sucks. <laughs> well, the tornado punch too was pretty bad. I mean, every guy does that with the winding yeah, up. Remember, punch. Pedro did that on like a championship <laughs> yeah. wrestling. Oh God, mm. yeah, that was anything ba- that's a punch should <laughs> yeah. like, count. What about the Big Show's punch? Wasn't that his finisher for a while? Yeah, the also, knockout punch. I feel like Regal did the, a punch, but that no, was no, a brass no, power. The punch that was okay. that's better. That's, that's okay. At least you're using something. You know what finisher sucks to me. What? Controversial, maybe. The attitude adjustment, the FU, that doesn't look like it hurts. I don't think it's like a very impactful finisher. However, I do think um, what's cool about it is how it can be applied. It's like I always like the deadlift and then flip them over your head thing was always just very cool. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Michael. Yeah. Didn't he start using that during his feud with Lesnar? Because Lesnar did the F5, which is actually a better finisher, because it's more of like right. a helicopter. And it was called the FU originally. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know if that's exactly why you could correct me, it because is. it was during the dark no, times. that's but, why. Um, okay, the, so... The F5 is a better finisher. The FU or the AA, it's not really that good. It's not great, but it's like Hogan, where it's like, can I say it's the worst? I don't know. Okay. I mean, when, when stuff like the heart punch exists, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, you're it's right. really hard to... To You're say. Right. You know what I think is a notable finisher that does suck balls? What? The Ultimate Warrior Press Slam. That stinks. Well, like, that wasn't his finisher. The splash was. Come on. He's doing the thing with his arms. It's not his I, finisher. They, they acted like the drop was like this horrible thing. That was the setup to the splash, which also sucked. Everything about his finishing sequence is bad. You're right. Worst? I don't know. Or is like, I can never figure out with the warrior. Is it supposed to be the thing where he jumps at you? What? When he el- his puts his like shoulder. Are you talking about blo- a shoulder block? The shoulder block. That's a setup. They're all setups for the splash. I can't even believe that the splash is. That's a that's horrible his finisher. finisher. Okay, fine. Then that is a Death Valley finisher right there. No, I don't know. Is it? He runs off the rope and jumps on you. <laughs> so that's it. Hogan runs off the rope and leg drops you. Yeah, but at least he's going into the air. He's just like falling. Warriors on in the air a little bit as much as Hogan is. It's a bad finisher. So is the leg drop. And they and they used to act like the. To be honest with you, do you really think they were saying that that was the finish? They were saying the press slam was. The no, they weren't. Yes, that was the. Were. That's how you got the guy on the ground the ready for the splash. Was the press slam? No, that was just him just moving his arms around like an yeah, idiot. But then he did it talking to the gods. Even his action figure was giving you the press slam. Well, Hogan's was too. Didn't Jericho use the code breaker as a finisher for a while? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. That move makes no sense. No, it does make sense. Bullshit. He's bringing you his He's knees down on, on your... his back. Yes, but you're falling on his on the the, the hard part That's of his horse. knees no. into your chest. That is such no That's your fine. back. Your back, first of all. It's back. Oh, even the same thing. Oh, come on. Jericho's back is falling too. Right. But the but it does hurt more to fall on somebody's knees than it does to fall on somebody's like or his back falling on the mat. Folks, let us know what you think. There's no way that that's that bad. Uh, it sucks. I know you hate oh, it. Oh, I know one that's bad. What? Torture Rack. Yeah, that doesn't look like it does anything. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> what is that about? I, I <laughs> You're just kind of wiggling around. <laughs> <laughs> that one never... That I was always a little quizzical about that one. But you know what? It does do a good thing in the fact that like the fans, when they see... It looks kind of impressive. Because he's kind of yeah. bending you in ha- Like, he's bending you, I guess. Yeah, he's bending you. Whatever. There's a bend. There's... 
<laughs> I can't believe that you really think that the the, the ultimate warrior thing. That's like unbelievable. To it's make. not like, worse than the cranium crush. It's <laughs> not cranium crush. <sighs> it's not worse than that. Let's be honest here. No, like what you was, don't know. What, what was Ludwig Borges finisher? I just I, torture. I, okay, yeah, I felt like he had something stupid. So yeah, I just, just wanted like to check. Yeah, <sighs> Luger had the flying forearm too. That wasn't that good. Yeah, but remember his forearm was loaded with the elbow <laughs> nuggets or whatever, the elbow plate. Yeah, that's true. So that makes sense. No, okay, okay, okay. What about when... <laughs> what? Sorry. <laughs> You're laughing about the elbow plate, right? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that sad that, like, it sucks so much that they had to, like, make up some story? Like, is that even real that he had, like, an actual metal plate in his arm? Yeah, that actually okay. is real. You got into a motorcycle accident. What about some guys just have, like, clotheslines as finishers? What do you think of that? Like a lariat or a clothesline? Lariat. It's only good if it's that one where you hold their hand and, like, bring them into it. Okay. That's, like, the only way it makes sense. Yeah. Like, I think the running clothesline is kind of shitty. That would be JBL as one of them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He had the uh the clothesline. For What's hell. the what is it called again when you hold their hand and bring them into it? Short arm clothesline. Short arm. The short arm is can be that looks like it like come on. Now Jake did that as a setup to the um to the DDT, believe it or yeah, not. Yeah, but there's guys that did that like really like strong. Like just just like the guy would like yeah. flip afterwards. You know what I never liked as a finisher, even though it makes sense and everything, like it does make sense, but mm-hmm. I just never liked it was the sleeper. Actually, I was going to bring that up. Um, like because Piper did it notably in um, Adrian buff, Adonis. Buffcake. Beefcake, um, Adrian Adonis. Teddy Biasi had the variation of the sleeper. You know, it was like a... I actually think it's a really shitty finisher. I do too. Um, the problem being, all, like, not only is it like, it looks like anybody could do it, yeah. and it's not very it's impressive. Not no, it's not. However, the other part about it is, is the wait time on, like, the finish. Yes. Like, it's stupid. I know. Screw I, that move. Put that on there. That's gar- that's garbage. Like you think so? It's huh? like the laziest finisher you could possibly think of. It's it's just like a regular move, even though it makes sense. Yeah, but it's a chin lock essentially. It's a, it's a bad finisher. Yeah, it's a bad finisher. I'm okay with it. I'm yeah. gonna throw it in there with yeah. you. Okay, let's do it. Die, die, die. So we've got the heart punch and the sleeper. Yeah, <laughs> a bunch of winners here. Yeah. What else we got, Quinn? I'm still campaigning for the leg drop. I think that's a shitty finisher. It does suck. You know what also sucks? What? When somebody just has a drop kick as their finisher. Who had a drop kick? Guys in the old days used to do that as finishers. Like, Yeah, but they also had body slams as finishers. Speaking of which, what about the running power slam, Davy Boy Smith? Or do you get it? Is it okay with you? It depends on how he lands. I've seen it landed where it almost looked like the ring shook because of the way Davy Boy bounced up after it. Okay. Um, it's good in that case. He did a good power slam. I'll yeah, give him that. It's like Davy Boy had a good way of doing it. He let's did. put it that way. Can I throw a tag finisher at you? Sure. And it's not that the move itself is bad. It's just that it doesn't make any sense. Sure. It's kind of obscure. Remember the head shrinkers? Yeah. Now, what they did, it's really weird. Fatu would go to the top rope for a splash, like a superfly splash, right? Like he would Good. throw him or whatever? No, no, no. Like, That's the whole thing. Yeah. So the splash is fine. Here's the problem with it, is that Samu would literally just stand in the corner right. while Fatu was on the top rope. Like, he did. Samu didn't do anything. Well, wasn't he supposed to be kind of, like, helping launch him he a little bit? He never did anything. Folks, I thought that, look I, it up. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm 
thinking of it that way, but maybe you're right. It's a bad tag finisher. I'm not saying we need to get that specific where we do tag finishers and everything, but it's I mean, a it, really yeah. bad one. Yeah, it is bad. That That is stupid. <sighs> I, I guess the leg drop is like ranking up there right now, but I can't. I really think the Warriors, splash. the splash in general, is even if it's not the you know well, press or whatever. I might acquiesce to you on that because the Warriors splash is like why is that his finisher? He's you got this like, really strong yeah. guy. He's not fat. Like if anybody could use a clothesline, it would be the Ultimate Warrior, right? Some kind of power move, right? Because he's not a fat guy. Yeah, I get it. If it's like a really big fat guy doing it a splash, feels lazy. It is a little lazy. Yeah. And you know what? I'm okay with putting the splash yeah. on there. It's just so lazy. Okay, like, Ultimate Warrior splash is on there, Quinn. Yeah. Die, die, die. However, yeah. Can we put Hogan's leg drop on there too? Is there anything else we're we're missing here? Um, I mean, yeah, if you want to delve into Jobberhood and, like, you know, the indies, but I'm talking about more mainstream stuff. What was the JYD? Was his finisher literally just that, like, dog headbutt? I I think he did a power slam. Okay, yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah, the thump. I'm trying to think of any, like, stupid headbutt moves that were dumb. Headbutt moves. Well, ones where they did it and it looked super light. I don't know, Bobo Brazil did the cocoa butt, but, I mean, do we really care? Oh, you know what's a horrible finisher? What? The Bronco Buster. That wasn't a finisher. I, there's women that have used it as a finisher. Yeah, but who who cares? Yeah. It's a bad finisher. It's a bad move in yeah, general. It's a bad move. It is. It's a really yeah. bad move. Mm. Okay. I think... Uh, the leg I drop think, might be the leading I think after, candidate. after talking through here, I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling more the leg drop is bad. Worse than the FU? Yeah. You really think so? I think the FU can... If delivered properly, like you could put it through a table or something like that. Like it's okay. it can be pretty bad. Like right. if you land that right, like it seems like it could be devastating if done in the proper circumstances. What about the three point stance? Hmm. Eee, that's a clothesline. It's a yeah. shitty clothesline, Quinn, that that you a move you see in almost every match. A clothesline. Yeah, it's bad. I, we might have to go back to like any variation of a clothesline. Might be one Three of the worst stances. Dog shit. It is, like, but so is like you know the IRS write off. I think it was called the <laughs> flying clothesline. Like clotheslines are shouldn't be finishers. <laughs> they shouldn't be. Um. Yeah. Wow. Okay. The three point stance. Now I'm kind of put elevating even worse than Hogan's leg drop. I think so. I mean, Hogan's leg drop sucks because anyone can also do a leg drop too. That's a yeah. thing. So it's like, but he did it the best. Obviously, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, you know. Anyone that uses a Samoan drop, too, as a finisher, like, That's can go That's garbage. To yeah. yeah. Like, Tatanka yeah. or a Samoan. Okay. Actually, I'm revising this. I, I think three-point stance. Right? Yeah, it stinks. Like, it's it, a fucking clothesline. Like, yeah, it's it's stupid. What's so good about that? Yeah. Every wrestler does the I'm clothesline. I'm trying to think, though. Did he do it also with, like, a shoulder block also? No! No, he just did He went down on three points, you know, his two feet in the one yeah, hand. and then clothesline, right? And then, then he clotheslined. Okay. Him. Oh, also, if it helps, JBL also used a clothesline as a finisher. Yeah, but the clothesline from Hell at least was a little more... Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. it's hilarious. It's fine. Uh, clothesline is what's going in? No, no, no. Three-point stance, specifically. The three-point stance. It's, it, why should that make it better? It shouldn't, and that's yeah. why it's going to the desert. Die, die, die. All right, folks, well, we have our worst finishers now, so 
As always, be sure to let us know what you think are your best and your worst. We know we've probably not thought of stuff. We know we might have overlooked stuff. That's the beauty of all this, Quinn. Yeah, it is the beauty. So you fans can add in and tell us, hey, why didn't you say this? This is a horrible finisher. Or why didn't you say this? It's a great finisher. Because we didn't think of it. Yeah. (laughs) That's the reason why. It's on the fly here, folks. Yeah, it is on the fly here, folks. That's the fun. That is the fun. And there will be more fun to come because we're reviewing something right after this. Hey fans, Bam Bam Bigel here, and boy, have I got some red-hot secrets, moves, and strategies for you. Now my first move is called the Neck Bender, and can really come in handy. To execute it, all you have to do is hold the Power Punch button for three seconds, then let go. Here's another great one. It's called the 20-hit combo. Hit Power Punch, Punch, Kick, Power Kick, power punch (laughs) and here's one that really lights up the match when your opponent is flat on his back hit down down and punch now for my mayhem move the pogo pile driver hit down down power kick then tap the power punch button you follow these moves and you can become a winner Hey, it's Sean Mooney. I may no longer be in the event center, but if I was, I'd be talking about our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. All right, boys, let's get to it. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point the Retro Wrestling Podcast, episode number 29, our final segment of the show. Quinn, we're reviewing something, and it must be someone's idea of a sick joke. Yeah, this was <laughs> woof. This was a request. This is bad. Like I, I'm, I'm like, there's no sugar. preparing myself. Yeah. To... There's no sugarcoating this. This is bad. Yeah. Thanks, Leslie Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> you found a real winner here. <laughs> this is by request. It is first of all, what what are we doing? NAWA, the North American Wrestling Alliance. Are we sure it wasn't association? I what, think it was association. What, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Whatever the hell it was, it sucked. Yeah. How about it, that? It was horrible. It was. Yeah, this is NAWA whatever show from June 9th, <laughs> 1990. Okay, and this Quinn is probably the least important thing we've ever watched, and that's coming off a week where we just did Blast Off. It's the worst thing we ever watched. It is, Without I think it question. really is. Yes, it really truly is the worst thing. Not just wrestling matches, like whatever, entertainment value, just zero. Zero? Zero, exactly. That's the the amount, that's exactly the right amount. So folks, what was the NAWA? I don't care, but what it was (laughs) was a very short-lived promotion that was started in 1990. One of the people that started it was George Scott. He was um, perhaps best known, I guess, for being a WWF Booker in the mid 80s like who gives a shit wonderful some, yeah some other guy bought it out later in 90 in the summer after this show it became South Atlantic wrestling again Bell Atlantic yeah Bell Atlantic. Bell Atlantic it doesn't matter because this is horrible and yeah. you're gonna hear why so we start with a very nondescript intro so nondescript that I don't even think Quinn saw it no it was like a bunch of letters in the back exactly a N- bunch of letters <laughs> might as well be wheel of fortune yeah and just it, it, a picture of North America America, <laughs> like including Alaska, Canada, yes, and Mexico. Gotta be sure. Yeah. And we're hosted by Todd, we- Ted Webb, excuse me, Ted with two D's, Webb with two B's. Yep. <laughs> and believe it or not, his co host is Ricky Steamboat, the dragon himself. Hello, everybody. I'm Ted Webb along with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and what an exciting night we've got planned for you this evening. Why? The real Ricky Steamboat. This isn't a guy named Ricky Steamboat. Nope. This is Ricky Steamboat. It's Ricky Steamboat and Quinn. You noticed he had a shitty.
shitty shirt yeah, on. Yeah, just like it looked like he just got out of the gym or something. <laughs> Isn't he supposed to be a commentator? Shouldn't he have like a suit on or something? Or Apparently tie? not. <laughs> just and, doesn't care, does he? No, he doesn't. And he takes this opportunity to say hello to Jim and Margaret McDonald and their daughters. Who? I don't know. I'd like to say hello to a lot of good wrestling fans all around the country. Jim and Margaret McDonald from MSI Services. Their daughters, lovely people. Why? I don't know. This this is an indication already. <laughs> that we're already like palling it up with the owners or whoever these people are. Terry Tyrell and Jade. Yeah, really. He like, might as yeah. well have. Yeah. So we go to our ring announcer, Billy Powell. Never heard of him. Who cares? <laughs> and we've got a great opening tag match. It's Buddy Blondes. B-L-O-N-Z. Buddy oh, Blondes. Blondes with a Z. <laughs> And, and Mike this, and Mike Wallace, not the guy from 60 Minutes. No. I'm Mike Wallace. More like a fake Dean Malenko. Yes. He was, looks exactly like him. The vest and everything. Yeah, every single aspect of this jobber looked like Dean Malenko. Right. So they introduced the opponents, which is, this is great. Yeah. Cowboy Bob Orton. Yeah, in yeah. 1990. You know that, that thrilling character in 1990. Yes. And Baron Samidi. And we both say, who the hell is that? Because you can't see. He's got a hood over yep. his face. Tribal music and playing. Tribal music going on. Orton looks like shit, Quinn. Yep. He and just he, doughy. He's like saying hi to the camera. Hi. Like literally <laughs> mouthing hi and waving. Like, and he's he, a heel. like, he, like it's new. Like he's Paul in the Wonder Years, yeah. like waving at the camera. So <laughs> we then see that this Baron Samiti, who is it, Quinn? Kama, Papa Shango, the, the Godfather. Godfather, that guy. What the hell? I genuinely stunned and i say man pimping ain't easy in 1990 is it <laughs> i mean seriously if you're doing this crap he is a mohawk yeah it's weird weird i noticed there that there are blue red and yellow ropes now we tried to say is there some kind of like association with all the countries or something going on here i don't i don't understand the, the letter no you, the, you know the what? colors i mean you're right, Quinn, because what they were doing, actually, at the concessions is selling tacos with maple syrup on them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on! Well, you got to get all the countries in. <laughs> My apologies to all of our Canadian and Mexican fans. Yeah. <laughs> now, I noticed this, too. This is shot okay. Like, the TV production's okay. The sound is not mixed well. The sound stinks. Yeah. Well, I didn't think the production was too great. It didn't look up to wwf standards or even wcw yeah, but nothing really did at the time now quinn you had a good point here you said you could have put baron yeah in the powers of pain right because his trunks he had that like weird black trunks with the the red stripe on the side and the powers of pain had those exact same yeah. like tights and so, he had a mohawk too yeah i was like, like you could have literally just put him in the powers of pain <laughs> if like one of them had like quit or like <laughs> t- turned over a domino's truck or something and you had to fire him <laughs> Like some, one of them. Steamboat's a pretty crappy announcer. We notice immediately. That's true. Yeah, he's he's pretty awful. He says nothing of use this whole time. Nope. And people, Quinn, you and I both saw this. People are just like running, walking during this match, <laughs> people are leaving, all, like moving all over the audience. Kids are running up and down the aisles. We're not even kidding. It's like their parents took them there, and they're just like, ah! yeah, this is just like, yeah, do what you want. This sucks. So, Quinn, I asked you at this point, what kind of building are we in? And I responded, men's locker room. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Yeah. Speaking of men's locker room, a uh, stall, stall, stall. <laughs> Because that's what's going on in this match. This is the thing of the night is stall. So I, it's awful. The, all of these matches were long, 
boring, awful, didn't yep. deserve to be watched. No. Period. Awful. End of story. They were just, there was nothing else to say about them. They no. just stunk. They're awful. Bob, yeah. Bob Orn tags in. He's got these like crappy dark purple trunks on. Now it's weird. He hits a chin lock just like his son. And Quinn, you say to me, why are we stretching out a jobber match? I'm getting frustrated like five minutes into yes, this. Like, you certainly were. I couldn't believe every jobber match was like a struggle. You're right. Like that's a theme for the show. Aren't these matches the way you're supposed to do jobber matches is have the people like look good and stuff? Yes. I nobody looked good. Nobody. They looked just look like they had trouble with a jobber. And I will say this: Todd Webb, Ted Webb, whatever his name is, he's a pretty good announcer. He's, he's not okay. bad. And then, so Orn tags out while he still has the headlock on. Ooh, that yeah. was funny. Variation. Yeah. And I and I said to you, is could anything be more Orton than right. <laughs> making a tag ball and a headlock? <laughs> so the Godfather hits a suplex, which Webb calls a suplex. Samiti holding him up like a bag of potatoes with a suplex. It's not called that. It's not. Since when do X's have a Y pronunciation ever? <laughs> Gorn Soli, what the hell? Why do why did people feel the need to copy that? It's wrong. You're copying something that is wrong. Oh, it's ridiculous. It is, and it's junk. This whole thing is junk. Now, apparently the announcers say Bob Orton said the week prior that he doesn't care if he wins or loses. Then why is he in this? <laughs> why are they wrestling? Isn't the point to win and be the best? I hate that mentality what are the, like what are they winning like right. uh, is it like if they don't care about wins and losses then like okay they don't get cared about getting paid exactly it's like, like going to your job and saying i don't care what i get paid yeah exactly i'm just gonna work and i don't care what you pay me really and then i i freak out on you and i go why the fuck is ricky steamboat on commentary he's bad folks like seriously he really is bad and he, there's there's he, some hints of that later yeah how bad he is so comma gets a side suplex for two and he got it was only a two count because he lifted the guy's shoulder up uh, yeah Quinn's getting restless at this like, point it's a, just beat him like come on <laughs> nobody wants to watch this i know i agree and we were getting restless and finally bob orn pins the blonde blondes bobby blondes whatever his name is with a super play. Yes, literally, he actually says that. <laughs> Steamboat says he doesn't know if he can sit here and commentate anymore. I don't know if I can sit here and watch this anymore. <laughs> After that first match. The first match. The first match. Awful. It was a lot longer than we're making it sound. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> so we get our next match, The Viper, not Randy Orton. Yeah, this is that I was going to say. The Viper is the next opponent, which is amazing coming yes. after Bob Orton. <laughs> right. Like, it's, it's Randy in it's a some, mask. It's, as Scott Keith would say, it's some geek with a mask on. <laughs> That's all it is. And Quinn, he's fighting the War Eagle Chris Chavis, or Chris Davis, <laughs> as this ring announcer calls him. The War Eagle Chris Chavis. It's Tatanka. Go! It's Tatanka. Go! Goody. Just what we wanted. Just, just what we needed. Just a little more junk <laughs> onto the pile of poo. Rookie Tatanka. Perfect. Mm, no no knee pads. I swear, mm. Quinn, he had the same tribal music. We didn't compare it to confirm, yeah. but I swear he had the same tribal music as Godfather and Orton had. Yeah, he I don't, did. <laughs> he, he did. did. <laughs> the music both times is the same. It's just shitty tribal Everything music. Everything is so half-assed <laughs> and such garbage. What about his dance? It's different. So he does like a shuffle dance, like <laughs> for his like tribal, like, you know, that whole thing. 
And by the way, everyone in this whole thing, this like if someone saw this now, it would come off as like really racist yes. towards Native Americans. Yes. Like, there's people in the crowd like doing the like the hand over the mouth over the mouth thing yeah it's true yeah there were yeah a lot of it there's just kids jumping around doing it (laughs) like 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 with no like thought of this is not okay it's true but it was a different time it was nobody thought that was offensive that was just like native americans do that right it is almost 30 years ago yeah quinn you had a great question for me what the hell is a war eagle i don't know (laughs) what like what what is that? Know. Do eagles fight wars? I'm confused. Remember when they helped us win the revolution? It was yeah, wonderful. That was it's on all our stuff. <laughs> now, Ricky Steamboat, by the way, first of all, Tatanka doesn't have knee pads. That's a big pet peeve of mine. Yeah, the whole, I, I noted that just now, but yes, nobody you know, has knee pads. In a this lot thing. of people are knee padless. So Ricky Steamboat makes a big deal about okay, this is real, a python hold. Not being used in the U.S. because I guess Tatanka did a python hold. What the fuck is a python? I don't know hold? an armbar. That's the thing. Is like I was like, they're making a big deal out of an armbar here, <laughs> and then the announcers veer into some discussion about Toru Tanaka. He he introduced the armbar. I get <laughs> what when you had the best quote. What the what? hell is this company? <laughs> yeah. Like what is it? Like what is this? I don't know. And then Viper, by the way, has the worst trunks ever. Yeah, it's like, you know Simon Gotch? (laughs) It's Simon Gotch with a mask. Basically. Yeah. It really is. Tatanka is not good here. Not that he was ever really great, but he's really not good here. Oh, he's green as hell. He he really is. And a lot of the guys are. There's a lot of tripping and stuff later. People screwing up easy shit like people screwing up blowing stuff steamboat then just talks a lot about how he's traveled a lot like i've been to 48 states like whatever somehow that's probably more entertaining than this match is steamboat telling where he's been new zealand europe canada many times japan on a dozen different tours i did my taxes one time and i filed for three different countries in 44 different states yeah and you know what the problem here is quinn what he's doing this while viper gets a bunch of offense and then i say why is everyone having so much trouble with jobbers that's one of quinn's pet peeves it's one thing for the jobber to get a brief comeback and then you like turn it around it's a completely other thing for like the jobber to dominate yeah this is like a six eight minute match yeah it's long it's everything is so long so viper gets some more steve lombardi-esque <laughs> offense you know punch yeah kick, <laughs> body slam you right. know jobber yeah. offense to talk with a side suplex, that'll be our second side suplex in this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and then, this is where it gets what the hell. Tatanka unmasks the Viper and puts him in a full Nelson so everyone can see his face. Now, my favorite thing here is that the announcer doesn't like yeah. know who it is, but then he does. Yeah, it's weird. They're like, <laughs> we don't know who this is, and and Quinn, you're like, that's the most useless mask ripoff ever. Yeah, if they don't know who it is, but then they do know who it is. Apparently, it's Brad Anderson and Quinn. You and I joked we were like, oh, they're trying to relate him to the Anderson family. Yeah, we look him up afterwards. He, he was actually is the son of the only Anderson, Gene Anderson. <sighs> so he is a true Anderson. However, I have to say something here that i just thought of yeah why the hell 
did he have jobber offense when he had the mask on but then after yeah. the mask is off it's like he's revealed to not be a jobber it's amazing like what is the logic there shouldn't he have had like moves and stuff and time, that would have been right? suspicious right folks in case you don't know about the anderson family by the way so you had gene and Oli were the original <laughs> anderson team but Oli is not an anderson after gene retired Oli anderson teamed with arn anderson but arn is definitely not an anderson no. and rick flair's an anderson cousin kayfabe yes kayfabe so but this guy the viper brad anderson is an actual anderson so it took us till 1990 to get another anderson a true anderson do you think ken anderson is an anderson ken anderson (laughs) ken kennedy oh yeah oh right him Forgot about him. Anderson! The best part of this is the finish. Brad Anderson just leaves. And I'm like, good. I didn't want to watch this anymore. (laughs) He he leaves, so War Eagle wins by count out. No, the chief... War yes, Eagle yes. wins. Ted Webb says Chief War Eagle wins, and then yes. he calls him Chris War Eagle. He has awarded this match to Chief War Eagle. Chris War Eagle is the winner of this match. What is his name? Like, it hit, the graphic said War Eagle. Chris Chavis. Chris Chavis. The announcer's calling him Chris Davis. Then he calls him chief war eagle when did he become a chief (laughs) i guess in this match oh i know what it is quinn but if you unmask a jobber you become a chief is that the rules yeah that's the rules that's how strongbow became a chief (laughs) anyway remember when strongbow was like with tatanka stop (laughs) so eagle dances away and then some jerk interviews bob orn and comma and it's the whole thing they don't care about winning blah 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 the interviewer looks like john lovitz (laughs) they like hurting people blah 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 apparently Sam Houston's in the company. They mentioned him. That's unfortunate for everyone. Ugh, Sam, Sam Houston. Houston, literally the only thing he ever contributed to wrestling was that stupid dance he did at WrestleMania 4 where he takes his hat off. Uh, you're absolutely like, right. Nothing he did ever was good. <laughs> so Bob Orn asks, who wants to step in the ring with this much talent? <laughs> There's nothing you can say to that. It's, him, it's, it's Bob Orton in 1990 and comma. Yeah, comma or Godfather or but whatever. But when he's like a rookie. But I mean, it is two Hall of Famers together. Stop. It's true. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> so comma calls out. I couldn't believe this. Comma makes a big stink. <sighs> about, about Big John Stud. What the hell? It's 1990, man. Get the hell out of here. And he's like, I'm going to be the first person to, to lift him up over my head. I'll tell you this. Big John Stud probably didn't hear this because he was still in bed. <laughs> you know, he looks like he gets right out of bed before the match. Never mind the body slam match that Andre had against him at WrestleMania. One. Kama's gonna be yeah. Kama's gonna be the first person to pick him up. Great. <sighs> so our next match, <laughs> I can't even be objective anymore. Is the American Bulldogs not Good the British? Yeah, not the British Bulldogs, folks. The American Bulldogs ver- <laughs> versus Iron Man. <laughs> not not the superhero. Yeah. Iron Man and Butch Malone, or as Quinn called them, Butch Malone. Yeah, Butch Malone. <laughs> That's how much I didn't care. I didn't want to pronounce his name. And the American Bulldogs here, they look like the Pitbulls. They do. But... Their names are Rex and Spike, by the way. There's a caveat to this Pitbulls look like. Yes. Imagine the Pitbulls, but both of them look like nasty boy sags. 
<laughs> both of them. They both have the Sags haircut. Yeah. Like that mullet well, even their face looks and like their Sag. Fa- mushy, toothy face. It's like Sags had twin little brothers, and then they wanted to be the Pitbulls from ECW. <laughs> so, Rookie Steamboat says that they're like the British Bulldogs, and folks, I hate to spoil this for you. They're not. <laughs> They're not even close. They're not even close to the yeah. Bulldogs. So, by the way, Quinn, you looked this up for me. Yeah. This is on WGGTV 48. 48. Yeah. That is, well, it was called that. It was bought out later. It's a My9 affiliate. Yes. Um, so, in Greensboro. Greensboro, North Carolina. Steamboat, this is the second time now that he's talking about how he's been on tour a lot. And then he talks about how your eating <laughs> habits can get bad on tour. Not having the best eating habits over there in different countries, the water and so on and so forth. He's acting like he gets fatter or something. Like, what is the problem with the eating on the <laughs> I don't tour? Know. Just and then eat. And then after that, I'm like, what is Sag's first name again? Billy Winston Dan. <laughs> I, I forget his last name. Have you remembered it since then? No, I don't care. It's Do you want Sags. me to tell you what Sag's first sure. name is? Jerry. Jerry Sags, that's it. Thank <laughs> this you. This whole folks, just so you know, Quinn and I watched this earlier, which obviously, you know, right before midnight, because this is live. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and um Quinn was going on and on, and he couldn't remember Sag's first name, and I was like, Quinn, I'm not telling you until could we you, do the show. But be to be honest with you, could you blame me for not remembering his name? I always just think of knobs and sags. Like that's I, okay. what they call them. Fair like, enough. It's not like I'm. I know it's Brian Knobs. I just couldn't remember Jerry Sags. Like, <laughs> Jerry Sags. Anyway, so this is a really unremarkable match, and Butch Malone botches. I don't know how Quinn you caught this before yeah. I did. He botched an arm ringer. He like his his like hand like slips off him doing an it. Arm ringer. Yeah, just a, a basic arm ringer. <laughs> That's basically touching your opponent's arm and moving it. There's also another botch in this. Yes, and, and we will get to it. Yeah. But first, Quinn has a problem with the ring mat being like too loose or yeah, something. Yeah, there's like okay, you know when you have like a sheet on a bed and it's not like all the way tight, so it's like there's no wrinkles. It's like they didn't like tighten the mat down or something and you, every time they're like stepping they're like making it, like, like bunches up they're right? like bunching up the mat like what like, i've how never seen be that so lazy like <laughs> it's like a shittily like applied like tablecloth or something you know where yeah. it just bunches up it puckers up yeah yeah it's a pain in the ass <laughs> so the bulldogs here get a double shoulder buster wait first of all what does that look like shit remember yep. it's basically one guy doing a shoulder breaker and the other one yeah. like Hugging it down. Yeah. No offense, but yeah. it, it looked bad. Mm-hmm. It gets two. <laughs> then that prompts the announcers to bring up Bob Roop. Reminiscent of a move that was done by a great Olympian by the name of Bob Roop many Bob years ago. Bob Roop. Oh. We, we needed Bob Roop in this conversation. <laughs> you know, that just makes this way more thrilling. Yeah. And then they're like, they're, they're both like throwing the guy into the ropes or yeah. something like to launch him. And then yeah. one of the baby sags like <laughs> falls on his ass, throwing him into the rope. Just <laughs> falls right over. It's, it's like, horrible. Like, just completely trips. That leads to more Bob Roop talk. I don't know why <laughs> we're talking I guess about trying Bob to Roop. Cover up their botch with the talking about the great Bob Roop. Now, was Bob Roop the guy that trained Lex Luger? I don't know. I He's think? probably the guy who, who trained Abe Lincoln, Abe Lincoln, or something, or Farmer Burns. <laughs> Farmer Burns. So the American Bulldogs win with it, nothing important. <laughs> yeah, it, basically, it's like a shoulder block. 
or something like it wasn't even a finisher <laughs> i like your note here roop there it is roop there it is <laughs> so we get an interview finally another interview mm. I was waiting for interviews because the wrestling is so boring. I don't think the interviews were any good either. They weren't. I think the the interviews were worse than the... If that can be possible. So here's what we get. We get an interview with Ivan Koloff. What? In 1990? Ugh. And Colt Steele. Now, folks, I want to say something. Colt Steele looks like Gangrel, and he sounds like a bowl of grits. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this guy can't put two words together. <laughs> it's just go- gobbledygook. It like, is. The gobbledygook. He calls out Ricky Steamboat. Again, just people calling out people. And- Why are they calling him out? First of all, there's something I don't understand here. Ricky Steamboat was shown on commentary at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. With Bob Roop Jr., whatever the <laughs> other guy is, right? <laughs> Right? They're commentating. They're in the arena next to each other. And in fact, they're even on that little stand thing yes, where they're they doing are. the interviews, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But then these guys are like talking about how Ricky Steamboat won't confront them, but he's like, is he isn't he like supposed to be right there? I know this was probably like filmed before or something. Yeah, right. But like shouldn't they have a little consistency that he's like in the arena or something? They should, and Steamboat doesn't acknowledge this later or no, anything. He never acknowledges no. anything any of the guys calling him out say. Right. He doesn't acknowledge Orton. Never. He doesn't acknowledge Steele. Nope. Nothing. Never. So Bull Grits here, yeah, he's pretty terrible. Yeah. Quinn, you had a great quote. You said to me, I feel bad for Ivan Koloff sitting through this garbage. I do, because this is below him. He's a former ch- world champion. He's the guy that beat Bruno. Yeah, what the hell is he doing here? He's in the twilight of his career. Yes. This isn't, like, helping anybody. Not at all. No. Now, this is the best part. We were watching this, and one of our friends happened to be here. And was, <laughs> yeah, this he is good. He was just sitting on the couch with us. He just walked in. He was, like, eating lunch. Yeah, he was having a Bubba burger. And you mean breakfast, because we're live. Right, yeah. <laughs> Midnight snack. Yes, midnight snack. He had a great quote. And this is completely like without unprompted. Uh, yeah, he just nothing. walked in. He's like, Are these guys amateurs <laughs> yeah, or professionals? Yes. He <laughs> legitimately was confused. Because it was so bad and even he remember he said at one point he was like, This is really bad. And then he just like walked out. <laughs> He's, He's just like, like oh, fuck this. Yeah. What are you guys doing? We're doing this for the fans. We do it for our fans. Leslie Jackson. <laughs> We love the fans. Please request something better next time. <laughs> just a, a tinge better. A tinge. We like it to be bad, but just not yeah. this was... That is true. When we do like it yeah. to be bad, it's more fun that yeah. way. But, man. Ew. Anyway, so we go to the ring, and we've got Jerry Price and Gene Ligon. <laughs> versus, I don't know any of these guys. Versus This Quinn, is amazing, though. The actual Nasty Boys. I swear. Okay. <laughs> when I did... The, when I was saying the SAGS thing to you... Yes. We, had, there, we didn't look into this. We I, didn't look ahead. I didn't fast. I did not know the Nasty Boys were even in this. In fact, your exact quote was, how the fuck did this happen? Yeah, I, I don't get it. How, did Sag's brothers work here? Like, is that what, who these guys were? The American Bulldogs? The American Sag's dogs? Uh, the Nasties are still being billed from New York City. They so look nothing like no. New Yorkers, by the way. No, so Steamboat goes on to say they're New York City this and New York State that and New York this Does and New York State. Does he know, like, what New York State is? That's Most like, of it is Hicktown. Yeah, no New offense. York State is not, like, the gritty streets no. like, of New York City. Yeah, the gritty streets of Woodstock. They're all about that New York State. The best part of all that, though, is the Nasties are actually from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Oh, you mean where WWF is from? <laughs> well, I mean... Championship wrestling. Yes. And where Joe Negron 
used to have his store, the control pad. That's true. So, Quinn, you had a great line. I'm still confused. What is this? Like, you weren't even trying to be mean. You were yeah. just like, what is this? I don't understand like the promotion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, wh- what are they trying to do? I don't get it. So, Gene Ligon, 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 whatever his name is, yeah. he doesn't have knee pads either. No one ever has knee pads in this. What is the deal with that? I don't get it. It's like, no one cares. Like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm like honestly, no one gives a shit in this. Enough to wear knee pads. Yeah. I and I go to you. Why are the nasty boys here? Didn't they have? We have enough sags for one show. Like <laughs> that's true. We had like two baby sags. Yeah. Now we get the real deal. Yeah, their dad. He's like Bowser, and those were the Koopa kids. <laughs> like Fireball, yeah. like that one. Yeah. Now the one thing I will say this, Quinn, mm-hmm. about the nasties, they're not good. <laughs> yeah, but but. You know, we were we've always been wanting to see. All right, let's see some like pre WCW nasty boys. The problem here, they're just the WWF ones. They're only six months away. Yeah, this didn't solve our problem, right? From being in the WWF, they're so pretty I, much the same thing right. at this point. It's that's what's upsetting because yeah. I was excited at first, and then you pointed out to me, you're like, aren't they in the WWF in like six months? Yeah, they're, so they're like, just, ah, it's shit, not, you're it's right. Too close. Yeah, they're the same thing. Yeah. The jobbers get some offense because this is the N-A-W-A. Where jobbers rule. Where jobbers and rule, main folks. eventers drool, apparently. <laughs> Steamboat can't tell the nasties apart, Quinn. How? Like, <laughs> one, Knobs clearly has blonde hair. Yes. And, and Sags clearly has brown hair. And less teeth. Yeah. Uh, it's stupid. So Sags gets the shitty version of the top rope elbow for the win. Not <laughs> no, no Randy not, Savage yeah. right here. And I and I go at least it was quick. Yeah, really. They didn't really do anything, Quinn, that was particularly nasty. No, or boy. <laughs> I, I mean, boy. It was just kick punch, kick punch. Elbow. It's all in the mind. <laughs> rapper the rapper. Yeah. All right. <laughs> In the mic. So anyway, we go. <laughs> we get our last match here. I like the name of this first guy. Me too. It's Dan Grundy. Grundy <laughs> teaming up. With- <laughs> yeah, this is terrible. With the Ring Lords. Now, folks, if you think Ring Lords, right, you expect guys with crowns, like royalty or something, or at least a scepter, a or cape, a stick, a cape, maybe, <laughs> maybe a cape, maybe a chalice. Yeah. What do the Ring Lords have on Quinn? This is Zuba's pants, basically. <laughs> and mustaches yeah, and must, bullets. Yeah. <laughs> it's like two Hector Guerreros. Basically, basically, it's nothing like you would think the name would be. <laughs> and this is great. They're yeah. opponents. Can I say these guys? Yes. There's Bo Reagan. Bo Reagan. <laughs> Bo Reagan. Bo well, Reagan. On screen graphic. It was all together. It was Bo Reagan. But when we get him, it's Bo Reagan. But not like President Reagan. No. Like R A G I N. Like Reagan. Bo Reagan. <laughs> Bo Reagan. And then he's tagging with Sam Houston. Yes, super Sam useless. Houston. And a, a guy by the name of Vince Torelli, who seems to look a little familiar because, as Scott told us about, he's Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock in June of 1990. I wouldn't have imagined that he'd be in this crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I knew he was a pro wrestler. Scott educated yeah. us. Right. I didn't expect to see that. Now, Quinn, you had a great line here. How is Sam Houston still lurking around? He never... He... Like I said, he's never contributed a damn thing. That guy sucked. Yeah. I am sorry. If his dad wasn't Grizzly Smith. And his brother wasn't Jake. <laughs> and his sister wasn't Rockin' Robin. You know what? That's what's interesting here, Quinn. Mm-hmm. You used this moment. Yeah. This match here to look up 
what well, Rock and Robin might look like in 2017. Well, I was curious. I'm like, I haven't seen Rock and Robin. What does she? What does she do? Like, what? so what does she do, Quinn? Well, I. It turned into this really sad story. I like read about how <laughs> she got like she married some guy, but he was like a fraudster or something, and went to prison a for like fraudster? 81 months for like 80. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 wait. Hang on. <laughs> 81 months yeah what kind that, of asshole judge does that it was very specific 80, i want it to be less than six years <laughs> 81 months 81 months very specifically and like he like i i don't even remember what he did he stole something f- fraudulent i don't know and then on top of that she divorced him but then she her house was like torn down in hurricane Aww. katrina like and she's like a real estate person or something now like a so she, no real estate she, appraiser she should be able to find a new house then <laughs> she was a real estate appraiser before that happened actually Ooh. so she i can't I, sing either well she should be inducted in the hall of fame quinn and crown thy good with brotherhood yeah why did she do that <laughs> look back at that folks i mean seriously, it's real it's really weird webb calls this a six-man australian tag team match. i feel like this is the second australian tag it match is. we've reviewed in the history of the show what is an australian tag team nobody match? knows it's down under somewhere yeah. down under my ass yeah it's terrible as the nerd would say ass it doesn't really do anything i think you can like not have to tag or something but they do tag. Yeah. I the know. Ring Lords, Quinn, look like their kids ripping off the rockers when they debuted. Well, they're kids that went through puberty because they have mustaches. <laughs> Dirt no. stashes. Shamrock does not have knee pads. Of course not, because nobody has knee pads in this. And then Webb says Bo Reagan is up and coming. I don't remember him coming up anywhere. <laughs> And did he make it anywhere? No, was I he, never heard Bo Reagan. Was he in President Reagan's hand? Uh, you know, the cabinet. Actor? Cabinet. <laughs> he was. He was in a storage. Maybe closet. He's part of the Bush administration. So <laughs> we get a sue play by Ring Lord Number One. I guess they don't even know. The announcers yeah. don't know. <laughs> Sam Houston looks like a dork. He does. <laughs> yeah, I just. I, I don't know why he's there. So I, I had to say, Quint Shamrock. You know Vince Torelli. Yeah, he's done nothing except look. Like 1986 Lanny Poffo from the neck down and Paul Roma from the neck up. Yeah. It's he's very Roma esque. I, I will he has say. the longer hair and everything. Like yeah. he looks like Paul Roma, but he's dressed like Lanny Poffo. He kind of, he's super green hair. He doesn't really do oh, much. Oh, God, no. Yeah. So he finally actually tags in and Webb's talking about how he's going to be in a movie. What? What? I don't huh? remember Ken Shamrock. I have to look that up. Maybe he was. I don't know. What was he? Shredder? And yeah, like, he was Shredder. Shredder. Sure. No, Shredder's not in Turtles Oh, uh, maybe 3. he was like that guy that got knocked off the thing. All right. Stunt anyway, double. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know what you mean. <laughs> Sue plays abound here. The best part of this match, Quinn, is the Peruvian Inca corn. The giant Peruvian yes, Inca eating, corn yeah. that we were eating during it because it's crap. Shamrock, yeah. Vince Torelli, Paul Roma, Pafo. Yeah. Finally wins with a belly-to-belly suplex, Which would be one of his main moves <laughs> later yep. on, yeah. So we have an interview with no one. Because Buckshot LaFunk, <laughs> yeah. that's where we got this, recorded a blue screen for the last four minutes. That's fine with us. Fine. Yeah, because... It's fine. I, I, and I fast-forwarded and kept going like a bit by bit to make sure... To make sure, yeah. That there, there was, was nothing left, and thank God there wasn't. We were supposed to get an interview with the War Eagle and someone else. I don't remember. I don't think 
my life is worse for not seeing that. <laughs> I think this was worse enough on me. I agree, Quinn. We kind of lucked out with the ending there because yeah. it just did end after the last we, match. We, we got to skip four minutes of this, and that was that's a blessing. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Overall, Quinn, would you say, was that the worst thing? That was the worst. I would say that's the worst, it's too. It's pretty awful. Thank you for that practical joke, Leslie Jackson. <laughs> too, th- too bad this wasn't on April 1st or anything. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That was brutal. But you know what? It was a learning experience. You, you know, know what? I, never watch <laughs> never Nawa. Watch it. Never watch Nawa. Yeah, Nawa. It's amazing, though, Quinn, because my recurrent theme during that was, what are they going for? Because if you look at WWF, which was obviously so much better produced at the time, and even if you look at WCW, much better produced stars, what were they trying the to a- do? Even the AWA was and it's still dying around. days. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What were they trying to do? I can't figure out if this was like some kind of like feeder territory because a lot of these guys ended up in the WWF. Like, I really don't know. I don't understand what the intent was with any of this. I don't know, but I can say this. And folks, Quinn and I go into everything objectively. Like, we really are willing to give everything a fair chance. That didn't deserve it. But it was we tried. Yeah, we wanted it to be good. We didn't say, oh, this is going to suck. Why don't we find something in the middle of it? It was awful. Nothing was good. And it makes me appreciate now. I, I'm not a Vince ass kisser. I'm really not. I'm really not like a huge Vince McMahon fan, but it makes me appreciate the way he would do a show like this. Yeah. Even this, he would handle with grace, I guess. There'd be entertainment in yeah. it. Squash matches that were actually squash matches. Yeah. Vince would have had two more matches in this and three more promos. Right. You know what I mean? There would have been more stuff. Yeah, there would have been more stuff to, yeah. to, to stuff into an hour. But folks, speaking of stuff, what we want to know is what would you like us to review? We've got a new season coming up, season four in two weeks for Quinn's 31st birthday. Yeah. We've got <laughs> some things coming, so send us your requests for what we think of. Send us your requests for what you'd like us to review, and send us your Mount Rushmore and Death Valley suggestions because folks, we want to hear from you. Yeah, we, we do. We definitely definitely do so you can reach us on twitter at ovp podcast you can email us at ovppodcast.com and of course quinn they can go to our website ovppodcast.com.com leave us a review on the apple podcast if you will that'd be nice and folks next week may 8th we will be back for our season three finale it's gonna be awesome yes it will be Quinn and i know what we're talking about you're gonna love it folks but in the meantime send us your suggestions have a great rest of your day Have a great rest of your week. Have a great start to May. Yeah. The summer's almost here. Have a good time. Joe and Quinn will be back next week. See See ya, folks. ...by letters from angry North Carolinians who were upset at the comments that you, Coach Steele, made, saying that you wanted to disassociate yourself with the great state of of North Carolina. Why ride a steamboat and have coming out trying to worry about me, what I want to do, telling me that I'm not a man from Venice Beach, California. I'll show Steamboat what kind of man I am. Steamboat, don't come out running your mouth about cold steel. I'll show you what I can do. And furthermore, far as being from North Carolina, those stupid geeks down there, I want to go somewhere and learn how to be a real man. People in South Carolina don't deserve me. You understand that? Well, sir, that, that is, of course, a subject of debate. Uh, obviously, the influence of Ivan Koloff in your life has been uh, really noticeable. Uh, there is a, that, a that's difference. That's all right. You, 
there is a difference in you, and, and frankly, a lot of folks are concerned uh, about you turning your back That's on your right. Anytime Steve wants to find out what kind of man I am, just let him get in the ring with me, I'll show him. Stop, stop, stop.